you can grow up being taught one thing mm -hmm. and believing it die hard but unless you study and you pray and you ask for yourself to show for god to show you who his true character is you can be easily, you know, um, entertained into thinking one way about God and oh, yeah. Christianity. Yeah. And so I think it's huge if we just keep saying this, read the word and know it for yourself because you can have revelations about who God is and then you could be stuck in something like a cult and, you know, and be like, oh, wait. That is totally not what the Bible says to do. Yeah. So I, you know, just once again, just hitting on, read your word yourself. <laughs> yes. Be careful you, what you said, who yeah. you listen to. Be careful yes. what you read. Don't just read any old book. No. Let me give you, let me tell you something. Somebody gave me a book one time and they said, oh, Holly, this is such a great book. Man, it really just, it changed my life. And, um... I won't say I don't even remember the name of the book, but I I uh, I, uh, I I said okay, this is great. You know, it was a spiritual book, right? And I said okay, sure. So I went home and I started to read it, and I was I got through chapter one, and I just kept getting so disturbed in my spirit. And then I kept and I kept reading, going okay, well maybe maybe they're going to go somewhere. Where's the word with this? Where's the word with this? Where's the where's the scriptures to back this up? Where and and there weren't any um and so and this book was going on and on and on and on and on and i uh i think i finally made it to about chapter four or five and i said this is garbage this is not god's word this is not focusing this in and and so what I, I was so disturbed by it and i happened to be in my devotional time and this is where knowing the word of god is is going to help you recognize right. when deceit comes in because the devil will try to deceive us all and he if he can get you off you know in your belief system he can rob you of your faith and your power and oh, so yeah. to walk in freedom and he'll get you in bondage when he gets you deceived and that's why it's so important to be careful who you who you listen to and throw that garbage out so i had happened to be doing devotionals at the same time um, as i was reading this book another book y'all gonna think all i ever read is kenneth hagan i'll be happy to report to you that right now i'm doing one by smith swigglesworth so please, please. I, I don't I, I do other people uh, but i happen to be reading this one by kenneth hagan <laughs> And he was talking about the very topic that this book was written what? on. What? And he pulled out scripture after scripture in the Old Testament about why schools of prophets are of only of the Old Testament and they're not for today. And he was going through the things because this whole book, was the, the premise of this book was all about running around prophesying all the time and you got to be careful because satan can satan can prophesy too and so anyway so this book was on a fanatical level and it other was subjects. it was on a fanatical out there super hyped overly spiritual topic that was completely 100 percent in error and not biblical and i happened to be doing devotionals and searching out the scriptures and right. he hit that topic while I was reading that book, and I took that book and I chunked that thing in the trash, and 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 I knew in my spirit though I knew as I was reading the book this doesn't this doesn't sound right this doesn't feel right so the Holy Spirit will be our guide if we let right. so be careful what you listen to so it, this leads to the next scripture in First Corinthians two fifteen he says but he who is spiritual that's a mature believer mm -hmm. appraises all things or judges all things to do an appraisal is to determine 
the worth of something. Right. Determine if it has any kind of a value. Of a value. So that's what I did. I appraised that book. I took what was being given to me, you know, this teaching, and I appraised it. I determined the value based on the Word of God, and I found it to be severely lacking, and I chunked it out. That's what we're <laughs> supposed to do as, as mature believers. Is that prophecy that was spoken over you, is that line up with the Word of God? If not, it's garbage. Toss it out. Is that book somebody gave you? Does it line up with Scripture? Can you back it up with the Word of God? If it doesn't, toss it out. What your preacher said from the pulpit, does it line up with the Word of God? Yes, my husband's a pastor, and I preach from the pulpit too. And I'm going to tell you right now, even when we preach, if you don't go and take this podcast and go back to these scriptures and search them for yourself, you better know that you know that you know that you know. You don't take my word for it, pastor's word for it, or Sarah's word for it, or your pastor, whoever your preacher, evangelist, TV person is. You don't take their word for it. You line it up, and you appraise it. You judge it along with the Word of God. Can I see it and find it in the scripture? and back it up myself and if I cannot back something up with the word of God it's trash it's out of here go on girl (laughs) okay I'll done we're gonna gonna move on (laughs) we're gonna move on and stop preaching right there uh first Corinthians 2 uh 12 and 16 in the new American Standard Bible that version now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God, so that we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man, his carnality, that's a carnal Christian, does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are full foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. There we go, that scripture again. But he who is Spiritual, uh, what I just said, appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? Hmm. You want to know who knows the mind of the Lord? The Holy Spirit. Yep. And But we have the mind of Christ because we have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside right. of us. And, and we are saved. We're believers now. We have his spirit in us, so we have the m- mind of Christ. So Paul taught babies about the Holy Spirit. He was teaching them about the Holy Spirit. Babies don't understand the Holy Spirit. Boy, that's a whole nother topic we could get on some that's, other time. It's a whole oh, nother podcast. But we have church and denomination and denominations that split over this topic right yep. here because some believe in tongues and some don't. Some believe, you know, it's, it's you, some believe in the Trinity and some don't. We, I mean, there's so many theologies out there. And that's why I said, you better go to the Word of God. Yep. I don't care what denomination you grew up in. You better t- search out the topic of the Holy Spirit for yourself. What does the Bible say? Just because right. you were told something, you were told it's not for today you were told that tongues are of the devil let me tell you something you you, you might want to go and read the scriptures what the scriptures have to say about that topic uh and um anyway so the holy spirit he was teaching the holy spirit teaches us the thoughts of god and that we have the mind of christ as as believers to help us understand what our natural carnal mind cannot understand so number nine symptom uh, that we're just going to talk about in the podcast is baby Christians still operate in the spirit of the world by keeping a carnal, worldly thought life. And they let their sinful nature control their minds instead of letting the spirit control their minds. So I want you to hear this quote by Kenneth Hagin, um, one of my apparently favorite authors. Yeah. <laughs> His name <laughs> comes up in every podcast. Hey, give honor to whom honor is due. Yeah. I know he's gone on to be with Jesus now, but that man has taught me so much about the Word of God. His, his books are absolutely life-changing. Um, it says, carnal, he's, uh, he's talking about carnal Christians are body-ruled Christians is what he says. Right. And here's his quote. Baby Christians are primarily body-ruled. 
If you are letting your body rule you, then your natural mind is ruling you. All your natural mind knows is what it has learned through the five physical senses. When folks understand the biblical teachings on how to practice and develop the God kind of love, they will grow and develop beyond the babyhood stage of Christianity. So we have the mind of Christ. Right. But we have to learn to not be body ruled and be spirit led. We can't let our sinful nature our, our control us. We can't, uh, Romans 8, 6, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and to peace. I know which one I want to pick. <laughs> I want life and peace. Right. I don't want death. <laughs> and a baby Christian hasn't learned how to not allow their sinful, body-ruled, carnal nature to control their thought life. Hmm. So, they'll let anything in their thought life. Well, right. They'll let any old junk in there, and they'll ponder on things they shouldn't ponder on. Because you don't know any better. But they're, and they haven't grown up and learned, and they haven't had the discipline, so, uh, and grown up in the Lord. So, that's all of that I have as far as the... You know, for for this particular podcast, there's more. I mean, there, there. If we read through Corinthians, there's a lot more things we could say, oh, yeah. but we, we don't want to be here for seven hours. So yeah. Uh, but so I was just highlighting them. I just wanted to kind of recap on them because I know for people like me, I kind of like to recap and make sure I got everything. So you know, jealousy, strife, disunity, divisions, quarreling. Babies judge the motives of men's hearts. Um, baby Christians have to see it to believe it. Uh, number eight, you know, being easily caught up in the belief systems of the world and our influence uh, with clever lies that sound like the truth, mm-hmm. but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, number nine, which you just went over, baby Christians can still operate in the spirit of the world by keeping a carnal, worldly thought life. They let their sinful nature control their minds. So the next section you have here is God expects us to grow up. Yeah, so that's what I kind of wanted to wrap up the podcast with. And, and this is that uh, Philippians three fifteen and 16 in the New King James Version says, Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. He wants as many as are mature to have the mind of Christ. He, they, basically, we should grow to maturity and not right. stay babies in Christ. Some Christians have been in the church for 30 years and they're still sucking on pacifiers and bottles. Oh, yeah. They're still whining and complaining and crying. They're still on milk. They're still sucking on a pacifier. And there's no excuse for staying a baby Christian other than the only reason that a Christian stays a baby Christian is other than their, other than this. The only reason they can st- you stay a baby Christian is because you are too lazy to form the discipline of a daily habit of being in the Word and in your prayer closet, getting in the presence of God, spending time alone with God, studying wow. His Word. The only thing that will keep us yeah. out of the prayer closet and out of the Bible uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the only thing is too lazy and too undisciplined to yeah. get, and you know, well, but I'm so busy, that's undisciplined. You should, yeah. You're too busy for God. If your schedule is so hectic that you can't carve out 30 minutes in the morning to spend time with God, you need a new schedule. 
You need to let some things go. You need to cut some things out of your life because you're telling God all these other things are more important than you. Well, yeah, Pastor Dallas, he just preached on this not uh, like several weeks ago about how, you know, we don't schedule God in when there is time. Yeah. And, you know, you have to have that discipline. If you took a look at your schedule of the day, and I know I was challenged with this. I wrote down everything that I did in a day from hour to hour. Um, I was blown away with how much time I waste. Yeah. That I thought I was being Social media. Productive. Club. Oh yeah, mine was YouTube. Listen, oh, y'all, yeah. I'm a, I'm addicted, and oh, yes. like I mean, I just get you get thrown into this endless loop of endless un. There, yeah, when you finish one, just, there's another whole line and of most other stuff of it, right there beside and you. most of it is just mindless content. Yes, it is. It doesn't help me. It doesn't. You know, it's not like life changing or thought provoking. I can guarantee you, maybe I even challenge you, if you were one of the people, because I was like this. I just had this conversation with you and Pastor. Like, I don't have time for things. <laughs> From the beginning of your day to the end, write down what you're doing in time slots. Like, you know, like from 9.15 to whenever I drove to work. Like, get that detailed. Yeah. I will make you this promise that you have more than enough time Absolutely. to set aside for God. And you will be blown away. And I had to repent. I said, Lord, I am so sorry. Because what the devil would love to do if he, if you know, he gives you this revelation. We're giving you this revelation with scripture. He would love to just say, like, that sounds great for someone else. But I'm too busy yeah. to live this kind of mature, you know, Christian lifestyle. That's too zealous for me. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. The devil would love to get you in that place of laziness. Yeah. Once you have this revelation and, you know, you know, listening to this, that you don't have that discipline by giving you a hectic schedule. Hectic schedule. Yeah. Write it down. See what time you're wasting on doing things that you thought you were being productive in. And I know you'll be challenged like I was. And um, there is time for him. Yeah. But you know the world and our culture has we have this like weird culture thing where if like i'm not constantly busy and constantly stressed out and constantly on high alert that i'm so busy that i'm not doing something and so but god has given us you know the ability to have peace and to spend time with him and you know kind of like how he we talk it. well yeah it's kind of how we talk about tithing or 10 percent of our tithe <laughs> of our income what about your time what about your time and i've been challenged with that so much recently from what pastor and you know just kind of conversations with people there is time and when you tithe your time to god he'll also bless the, yes, he the does. other 90 percent of your yes, time and expedite really your work he does you get way more done oh yeah i mean and really i mean how many how many youtube videos do i really need to watch on how to how to how to get around screen time and how to hack restrictions on my iPhone. I mean, come on. I mean, how much? How many? How many dog videos do I need to watch watch of how to fix my hair? I mean, it's or how to put on my makeup. So many cat videos. (laughs) What what do I need to do with that? It's it is time wasters. Yes, and it's of the and it's the devil allows those things to just suck all of our time. How many hours? Why do I really need to scroll so long on the highlight reel? Uh, on face Facebook and see everybody's highlights. You know, it's great. It's fun to check up and see how the family or your friends are doing. But do I really need to spend an hour to two hours a day, three, four hours a day scrolling no. endlessly? I mean, it's a trap, and you just get sucked in. Yes. So, um, 
But so he, you know, so we're expected to grow up. We're expected not to be lazy. We're a disciple. Discipline, the root word for discipline, it, disciple comes from the word discipline. Right. The root word is disciple. It takes discipline to do this. First Corinthians 3, 10 and 11 says, According to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it, for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid which is Jesus Christ. He basically, Paul confronted them about their fleshly behavior and he told them how you gotta grow. You gotta grow up, but you grow up by laying a foundation and not just any foundation. Right. You lay a foundation in Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? We're told in John 1 and 3 that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Jesus right. Christ is the Word of God. If you're gonna lay a foundation on Jesus Christ, you lay it on the Word of God. You get your Bible out and you read your Bible, you study your Bible, you, you memorize scriptures, you use quote scriptures you say them out loud when you're facing things and you need a scripture for what you're facing I write them on on index cards yep. and plaster them on my mirror I've got in my mirror um, all these scriptures and some of them is like that I like to quote is let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight today oh Lord my strength and my redeemer I need right. his strength that day to let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart what I think on to be acceptable and pleasing to him is everything you're thinking on today acceptable and pleasing to God because right. he's in there. He knows what you're thinking. He lives in our hearts. He can, you know, he can judge the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Yeah. So he already knows what we're thinking. And is he pleased with what we're, what, what's in our head? And so anyway, that's how we grow up. And that's how we grow is we grow in the Word of God. And, and Paul said, lay the foundation on Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Not Muhammad. Lay it on Jesus. Right. Not on Joseph Smith. You lay it on Jesus. Right. Not on what your grandmama told you. Not on what your preacher always said. Not on what your denomination taught you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, everybody can be prone to, to have a revelation right. that's wrong. And I may listen back to these podcasts from years from now and go back and go, oh, Lord, I was way off on that one. I, I, I hope not. But but it's right. possible that I, I, mean, I could believe that I'm completely 100% right and be 100% wrong. We've got to make sure that we weigh and you know, appraise everything with the Word of God. But the foundation must be built on God's word not your mom and daddy yeah and not opinions of the world it's on his word so I want to close with a prayer all right and this is a prayer from the Bible surprise it's another Ooh. scripture <laughs> that's all I do is scripture 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 it's uh, so good though it's life-changing yes and Paul prayed this prayer over the Ephesians it's the, the church of Ephesians, and it's a right. beautiful, beautiful prayer. And um, so I'm going to close the podcast out with, with this prayer. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant, he, Jesus, the Father, would grant you listening according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him, our Father, who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all 
that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. That's the Holy Spirit. To Him, our Father, Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, young, middle-aged, and old, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. That is so good. And our prayer is always for this podcast is that you're challenged and that um, you share this with someone. And, you know, uh, if you want to know more about us uh, from Bridge of Hope Church, mm-hmm. you can find us at thebridgecincy.com or you can head over to Facebook or Instagram, both at Bridge of Hope Cincy, C-I-N-C-Y. Mm-hmm. And we will see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thanks for listening.